0: Alhamdulillah, لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا. من يهدي الله فلا star, who was a فلا هادي له. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمداً عبده ورسوله. اما بعد قال الله سبحانه في كتابه الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه في مكان ثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَنْ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عظيما صَدَقَ اللَّهُ Today's khutbah, I will start off with and discuss, inshallah, some of the questions that were raised last night in our weekly talk about the life of Umar bin Khattab, Allahu. anh, and these questions are not only the questions that are raised in that specific talk. And we have seen the similar questions raised many other places, many times, before, after, khutbahs or talks and stuff like that. And those questions were like that, what has happened to us as a Muslim ummah? We read about the life of the Sahaba. We read the Seerah of Rasulullah And we see and we feel that the time that was in the time of Rasulullah the, the way the things were in that time were very different. Our status of the Muslim Ummah was very different compared to today. So what has happened to us? Why we are in such a mess? And it's not only limited to the life of Rasulullah and Hulufai Rashidin. As a matter of fact for next thirteen centuries or so Muslims continue to be the ones who were leading the world? That's what that, this is. What our history tells us. That's what the reality is. So, what has happened to us? And uh, how can we raise our next generations that can produce similars of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu an, Umar bin Khattab radiyallahu an, Uthman and Ali radiyallahu anhumah? How how can we create? generations that are coming up like them. So we can see the similar results as we saw. And there is no disagreement on that subject that the way the Sahaba lived their lives following Allah and His Messenger, the Qur'an and the Sunnah, was, was different. There is no difference of opinion among us that we are not doing what we were commanded by Allah Azza wa and that is the reason that we are in. And when we talk about the next future, the future generations, it is a, it is a command for us to, to protect them from the fire, as Allah Azza wa Jal says, "Ya Ayyuhaladina amanu, قُوْ anfusakum wa ahlikum nara." O you who believe, protect yourself and your family members from the fire waqudun nasu wal hijaratu uh, 'alayha uh, malaa'ikatun ghilaadun shidaad that's the fire for that the humans and the stones are the fuel for it and allah azza wa has placed the malaika who are severe in the punishment la ya'suna allah ma amarahum wa yaf'aluna ma yumarun and they do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded them to do. Now, talking about the lives of the Sahaba, because of lack of time, I will just talk about one small story. And I will not even go into the detail of that story because the very same story I have talked about a couple of weeks, uh, a month ago, a months ago for sure, the very same story. But that story is very close to me and I will always remember that story. And it is very relevant for us to always remember the story and link it to our lives today. The story is of nobody but the story of Ja'far bin Abi Talib radiallahu an, When he and the Sahaba, they migrated to Habasha because of the harshness of the Meccans towards the Muslims. And they had to protect themselves, defend themselves, their deen. So they migrated from Mecca to Habasha. And over there, the Kuffar of the Mecca did not stop to let them go. Rather, they sent ambassadors of the Meccans to follow, follow them up to Habasha and talk to the king of that time, Najashi, and so they can bring them back to the Mecca. And when that delegation went there, they gave the gifts. We talked about that before. I'm not going into detail of that. Important thing I want to talk about is when the Najashi, he summoned... J- uh, the uh, Ja'far b. Talib, who was the leader of the Muslims over there and the rest of the Muslimin, and he asked them about Islam. What did Ja'far give? And this is a very quick, small uh, speech that he gave. And inshallah, I'll talk about that and we'll talk uh, further about this story. He said, when he was asked about Islam, Ja'far was asked about Islam by the He said, "O King, we were ignorant people and we lived like wild animals." The strong among us live by preying upon the weak. We obey no law and we acknowledge no authority save that of brutal force. We strong among us live by preying upon the weak. Sorry. We worship idols made of stone or wood. And we knew nothing of human dignity. And then Allah in His mercy sent to us His messenger who was Himself one of us. We knew about his right truthfulness and his integrity. His character was exemplary. He was the most well-born of the Arabs. He invited us towards the worship of one one Allah and he forbade us to worship idols. He exhorted us to tell the truth and to protect the weak, the poor, the humble, the widows and the orphans. He ordered us to show respect to women and never slander them. We obeyed him and followed his teachings. Most of the people in our country are still mushrikeen. And they resented our conversion to this this deen, which is called Islam. They began to prosecute us, and it was in order to escape from the prosecution. By them, we sought and found sanctuary in your kingdom. And when he, this is the end of his uh, speech, and then Jaffa was asked about, can you recite something that is revealed to your messenger? And he still recited some of the ayat from Surah Al maryam And he said <laughs> Subhanallah. He was very clear about what he was going to recite. Because that is something that had to be recited to the king who was ruling by Christianity, whatever they knew about the Christianity at that time. And the ayat was that the meaning of the ayat is. Then he, she pointed to him about Isa alayhi salatu was salam when she was answering the question it was asked about how can we talk. talk to, and they said how can we talk to the, the child who is in the cradle? Because she said talk to him. And then Isa alayhi started speaking when he was a child <coughs> of the cradle. He said, verily really, I am a slave of Allah. He has given me the scripture and made me prophet, Nabi. And he has made me blessed wheresoever I be. And he has enjoyed on me salah and the zakah as long as I live. After that, the, the, the king Najashi, he allowed Ja'far and the Muslimin to go back to the land of Najashi and live there, and they will be under the protection. But they did not leave the Kuffar of the Mecca. They wanted to incite something between the Muslims and the Najashi and the people who were around him, which were the patriarchs and the, the, the whatever they call them, the scholars of the Christianity at that time. And so they sent, and they said, well, just, uh, the next day they came with this idea, let's ask Nij- uh, the Muslim in front of Najashi that, what do they say about Christianity? Because they knew that the Najashi and the people who were Christians at that time, they believed in Isa as the son of God. And Muslims did not believe in that. So they wanted to have okay, some sort of drift. And Ja'far bin Abi Allah, when he was asked about the question, he said it very clearly. He said, We say about him that which our Prophet brought saying, He is the slave of Allah and his messenger and his spirit and his word which he cast into Maryam, the Blessed Virgin. The right N- away, he took a stick from the ground and drew a line in the soil with it and said, Ja'far, there is nothing more than this line between you and the deen of ours. Now here Nija- uh, here what we see, Ja'far bin Abi Talib, he did not try to hide Islam and he was very clear about what Allah Azza wa said of Isa salatu wasalam. Now, why am I bringing this up to the question that was raised last night about the future generations? It is because when we are, we are building our next generations and we need to protect them from the fire, we want them to be the ones who follow the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in totality. It's not in parts and bits. It's not that they turn their backs to some of the ahkam of Allah azza wa jal and follow the others and make a new deen that was not revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for that, the reason of me talking about this ayah of Surah Al-Ma'idah, insha'Allah, that will make it clear that why am I bringing this ayah to respond to the question that was raised about the future generations of ours to be protected. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Al-Ma'idah. And when we read about Surah Al-Ma'idah, remember one thing, Surah Al-Ma'idah, even though it's a long surah, one of the long surahs, but it was one of the last surahs that was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Meaning that there was very few chances There's no, almost no chance of you finding the ayat that were abrogated or something Because this is one of the last ayat Ahkam revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in ayah number 54 of surah al-Ma'idah يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهِ Wala Wallahu Here Allah is saying, O oh you who believe, if you turn back from the Deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Deen of Islam, Allah is in saying the meaning of the ayah that Allah will bring another nation. That will replace you. Allah will replace you with another nation. And not only that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah gives us the characteristics of those of that nation that will replace you. Talking to the Muslimin. Ayah says, "Ya أَيُّهَا O you who believe. They are the one who will be replaced. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the characteristics of those people who will replace them. It says, They are the one فَصَوْفِ يَعْتِيَ اللَّهُ yuhibbuhum wa that Allah loves them and they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then they say they are humble towards the believers and they are firm against the kuffar. They fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. بالله, and they do not care about the accusations of the accusers. Now, talking about the, this ayah, Ibn Kathir gives the examples or when he's explaining this ayah about that Allah will replace us with the other nation. He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says similarly in Surah Muhammad as well, where he says, thumma la Allah Azza wa and if you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will change you from some other people and they will not be like you. Now interesting part about here is the beginning part of the ayah, which Imam Ibn, Ibn Kathir did not mention. It's not because Ibn Kathir is hiding the rest of the ayah. Look, in the, in the old tafsir books or the, the fiqi books, you find that they just mention the part of the ayah because it's expected that you know the rest. It's not that they're hiding. The other part of the ayah, started off like this, Ahum ha ulai, to da aunale to n fiku fee sabidilai faminku my yabukhal, or my yabal fa in nama an nafsi, wallahu al ghani wa antum al fuqara, wa in tatawalla yastabbil qaw ystabbil qaman hayrakum tum malayakunam here the beginning uh says, Behold you are those who are called to spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet among you, some of who are uh, niggardly and uh, uh, miser, and whoever is miser, it is only at the expense of his own self. But Allah is rich, and you mankind are poor. And if you turn away from the deen, Allah will change you with people who will not be like you. Look, here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not saying, turning away from the deen is, you're not praying, you're not giving the zakah or hajj. Point here, even though he's talking about uh, actually spending the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the point here is, it's not talking about bowing down to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not the thing that people are refraining from. It is another the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People are not fulfilling. And Allah is connecting that part as, Allah will replace you with the people. With the people who are not like you. And Allah is talking, this aspect of it is, وَإِن وَإِن That if you turn your backs... Towards the Deen. If you reject this Deen, this is a rejection of the Deen. When we are not following the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal. Similarly, Ibn Kathir continues on, "Alam tara anna Allaha khalqa sammawati wal arda bilhaq. In yashaa yuzhibkum wa yaati bi khalqin jadid. Allahi bi aziz." Do you not see Allah has created the heavens and the earth with truth? If He wills, He can remove you and bring in your place a new creation. So again and again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about Allah will replace you if you do not follow the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And following the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in totality. It is not in parts and bits. My brothers and sisters. We have to be very clear about this idea, let's not be fooled by that. Whenever the ayat are talking about that if you turn your back towards the deen, if you reject the deen, it does not only mean that you are started worshipping idols now, it does not necessarily mean you have to have a statue or, or, or some, something else that you are worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala per se as a ibadah. Rather, ibadah includes when you start taking other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the criterion, as the one who judges, as the one who makes the laws. That's also turning your back towards the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's also turning your back towards Allah subhanahu, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Ibn Kathir continues on about this. And he says, This is the similar as these ayahs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, Then he's giving the attributes of those people. The one who will be who will replace... You, O Muslimin, if you do not follow the deen of Allah wa ta'ala, they love Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved them. And they are the one who are firm against the disbelievers and they are humble towards the believer. These are the attributes. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Muhammad Rasulullah wa ala al-kuffari rahma'u Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi the Messenger of Allah, he is with you. He is, he is, he, he, is firm against the kuffar, and he is merciful between the among the believers. And then Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions, yakhafuna They fight. They go in the path of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and they do not care about the accusations of the accusers. Now. Talking about that, what it means by turning your backs towards the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now let's talk about the elephant in this room that many times we do not realize. Which is when we are talking about this, the turning your backs, when talking about not following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what it means by that is, first, We are taking the Islam in totality. We are not the ones who think that Islam is aligned with secularism. Islam, as a matter of fact, contradicts secular way of life. Because Islam provides us comprehensive way of life. Hence, we cannot think that we can go and follow some part of Islam and other parts different way and we can re- end up with the results that we are hoping as the Sahaba and Muhammad sallallahu received. We always thought about, we like to go back to Muhammad sallallahu life and we like to learn about the, him and the life of the Sahaba. We like to be, we want to be like them. That's why we study all that. But when it comes to our application, we want to follow the Yahud and Nasara. And we have been warned many, many times in the Quran and the Sunnah not to follow the ways of the, the Yahud and Nasara. As a matter of fact, on a daily basis, on a daily basis at least 17 times a day, we are reciting Suratul al-Fatiha and we say, احد al المستقيم We are saying on a daily basis, asking, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the right path. And then we, we say, which is the right path on whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the blessing, the people of whom the, the, you blessed them, you gave the na'mah. And not the one maghdubi alayhim and not the one on whom Allah was angered. Not the one, the one who was strayed away. And unfortunately, what we are doing is, we are unfortunately following the footsteps of the and Nasara. Why am I saying that? It's not because of, always think of it, Yehudah Salah means we'll have a cross in front of our house, or in, in a masjid, and we'll be worshipping the cross. Or calling Isa Ibn, uh, Ibn, uh, Ibn Allah Ibn A'udhu Billah. There are other ways that we can be following. Now they have adopted secular way of life. Today, Muslims are going in the similar direction. This is why when the voting comes up, every two years, every four years, go and vote for congressman or senator or, 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 or president or vice president, right away we get up and we start telling the people, let's pick for the lesser of the evil. Let's go for the lesser of the evil. As if they are going to implement the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the one who are talking about the lesser of the evil, I question them over and over, my brothers and sisters, when are we going to talk about the good? When are we going to talk about choosing the good? When are we going to talk about implementing the good, the khair, the Islam? Are we going to continue to talk about lesser of the evil? And then we hope we will be like the Sahaba, we'll be like the Muhammad There are examples. So when are we going to talk about we are the followers of Islam, we want to live by Islam, we want to implement the of Allah wa ta'ala, we call people towards Islam, we are not the one who are calling for lesser of the evil. Yes, Islam talks about lesser of evil as, a, as one of the principles. Let's go and revisit and study it first. Not give this example of implementing the kufr over the people and thinking that we are, that we are going by the lesser of the evil. Let's go and study first, rather than misguided, be misguided and misguiding the others. And learn from the examples Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us in the Qur'an. Let's not be the one who are taking the part of the book and rejecting the other. When it comes to the example of the Qawm al-Lut, the nation of Lut, then we get up and we start talking about the Pride Month and say that, oh, that part of Islam, let's not talk about it. When it comes to the elections, let's talk about Taghut to be implemented, oh, let's not talk about Fir'aun or the Qawm of Musa alayhi salam. When it comes about our businesses where we can cheat and make money, let's not talk about the Qawm of <coughs> Shoaib alayhi salam. Because that will impact my business. When it comes to building large buildings and be arrogant about that, building a city that has 500 billion dollars that Prince Muhammad in, in, in Saudi is talking about, while people are dying, 25,000 25, people die every day out of hunger, we will be questioned on the Day of Judgment. What did we do? We were building the, the, those tall buildings and competing about that. On the other hand, we are die- 25,000 people are dying on a daily basis. 9.1 million people die every year. You're talking about a city like Chicago will be wiped out twice in a year. That's what it means by 9.1 million people dying out of hunger. So when we are looking for our future to be the one who be like Sahaba, let's fix ourselves first. Or anfusakum wa ahlikum nara, o you believe that protect yourself... And your families from the fire and to do that is not to do just to clothe them well to send them the best universities and to make them find the best job rather protect them from the rational perspective from the intellectual perspective as well protect them give them the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so they live all their life according to the deen of Allah azza wa jal. that's the only way you want to be like Sahaba, act like Sahaba. You want to be like Muhammad Sallallahu follow his example, follow his example. Not the example of and Nasara. Otherwise our result will not be different. My brothers and sisters, remember that. We cannot continue to do, repeat the same mistake over and over, over and over, and expect different results. This is called insanity. Let's get out of insanity. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sirah are available at IslamPodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe.